You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, so uh, the bad news is Carlos Correa, broken finger, part of a hand of of some kind, he's going to be out. But Royce Lewis, Patrick, is going to make his major league debut tonight. Did they announce that already? Yes, indeed. Royce Lewis is coming up. Well, they had no choice. I was just looking at the roster, and uh, he's the only non- uh, he's the only infielder on the roster who wasn't in the big leagues. Yeah. And uh, plus he's the only one that's within two years of playing in the, they, they either are not big leaguers or they're two years away from playing in the big league. So yeah, we'll get to see Royce Lewis. That's fine. Yeah. Because guess what? These guys aren't going to win the pennant. What? They're going to finish fourth in the AL central. They're not that good. Wow. Wow. You know, these, these Chris Archer, he's going to make about five more starts, throwing <laughs> 89 pitches and in four innings. Dylan Bundy will be released by June or uh, July. Uh, they, uh, you know, I like Winder. I like uh, Joe Ryan. I like Ober. We might like Sonny Gray, but the bullpen stinks. And uh, this, this Pagan is not going to finish games. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, Duran, Duran managed to give up a home run last night. I mean, he throws hard. I like him, but it's not anything to say, boy, he's going to be the difference in this mediocre. I think we before. I think we have a new panic. I think Judd has passed the torch to Patrick. No, it's not panic. It's reality. It's reality. There was, I mean, they had a nice little streak. They won 11 out of 12, but pretty soon they're going to have to start playing real teams, mm-hmm. you know. When they play the Toronto and the Yankees and even the Angels now, and uh, I I always say, look how many times you're favored in the, when you look at the paper in the morning, look how many times you're favored. The year they lost 101 games, they won more times than they were favored. (laughs) You know, they're, you know, they're they're not going to be favored very often. uh, You know, the last 100 games of the season. So, and now, of course, losing Correa, who is really a good player. I, I better, you know, I guess when he won the Platinum Glove, I should have known he was a pretty good shortstop. But uh, he was a, he's a really good player. And, you know, see you in two months, I guess. huh? The Archer thing, too, Patrick, was I think you said that, um, what, as the season approached during spring training was the, the thoracic outlet uh, syndrome surgery he, he had and all of that stuff. That looks like you're going to be right on that one. Well, it's, you know, he goes four innings. He throws a lot of pitches. He, uh, you know, his stuff's a little better than I think people thought it was going to be, but it's erratic as hell. Maybe his control will get better, but uh, uh, I don't know. He's he's not a mark him down for 28 starts guy, that's for sure, with his, uh, with his history. So, you know, the pitching's going to be a – 
they're going to put when when you at the end of this month when you can only have uh, eight relievers, only have eight relievers, you're going to see a lot of uh, pressure put on him. I kind of like Paddock. I think he's okay. He's yeah. only been going five innings so far, but you know he throws it over, throws strikes, and uh, he's okay. But yeah, this is this isn't a, this isn't much of a Columbia. So yeah. on Roy, on Royce Lewis, I know we talked earlier this week, and, and ideally, if there weren't injuries, you you said just keep him down there for yeah. however long. But now that they need him, yes, let's, let's say see. he tears the cover off the ball. Best case scenario, what's the what does it look like in two months if he's a major leaguer for the next two months? Uh he's played really good. The other guy comes back. You give him a rehab for a week, and he plays short, and Lewis plays third. That's uh, yeah. probably it, and Urshela gets moved, probably something like that. So um, that's uh, I'm glad they made the instant decision and didn't worry about service time or something on. But they really had no choice when you look at the rosters. But yeah, it'll be fun to see him because uh, age-wise, he should be here, right? It just if he hadn't missed the year mm-hmm. with the with the knee, he would have. Is he 23 now? Well, same just... age as uh, you know he. Uh, Hunter, yeah, twenty three. I guess he's, he's twenty three. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's okay. And if he hadn't missed last year, I don't think they would have paid uh, Korea thirty six million dollars for three years. Do you? Three each of three years. I don't think they would have taken him. They probably would have. Lewis would have been here. Might have been here last September, and might have been your shortstop when the year started. So. Well, if you would have, I think if they would have, because he hadn't played a game in three yeah. years or whatever, right? Yeah, so right. if they if they knew that he was going to be this good in AAA for a month, they also probably wouldn't have signed Carlos Correa. It is amazing how bad 2020 screwed up baseball and the progress of its its minor league players, isn't it? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't play for a year. Right. Yeah, yeah. Baseball is the sport where you, I always say you got to get better five times. Right, you got to start off down here, and you got to get better five times. And they missed one of those years completely. Stayed the same, might have gotten worse because they weren't playing. So uh, it did screw everybody up. That's for sure. What do you think, too, Patrick, about this? I heard something. I think it was on uh, one of the satellite channels yesterday. Uh, I guess there's like some confusion now about the baseballs themselves and what baseballs you're getting and what, you know, cause they tried to curtail the home runs after yes. 2019. Um, and it sounds like there's like different um, um, surfaces to the balls and the pitchers don't like that. And some of them travel more. I mean, it sounds very, very baseball. like suppo- screwed up. They're supposed to have the, I was going to write some of them. They're supposed to have the ball that they were going to have last year, but because of the pandemic, they were so afraid of lousy offense that they kept the hot boy baseball in. This year, it's supposed to be the lesser baseball. There's been a lot of conversation on the MLB network and other places about how the ball is not carrying a lot of hitters. Supposedly, Cody Bellinger hit a home run, hit a ball the other day in Dodger Stadium that had the height and the velocity and everything that would have went eight rows deep in any other year. Everybody on the, you know, one one t- guy from the opposition said, I thought it was going to kill somebody out there in center field that didn't get out of the park. So uh, the, the speculation is that they're using the, the debtor baseball, a couple of 3% debtor. But uh, then again, the Baltimore Orioles go and hit five home runs in a night. So I, I don't know. And <laughs> Including one to left. Puck. So if, 
If that was the dead ball, where would have that ball Buxton hit last night gone if it was the live ball? Yeah. Out on out completely out of the stadium, out in the street, it would have went over and ordered ordered some crab but uh, <laughs> went uh, down around down the hill. I mean that thing was a monster shot. So man, when he gets to a ball and finishes that finish of his is uh, is fantastic, and uh, you know he hit uh, that that ball was hit as far as it can, but they still managed to lose to that collection. You know who's very disappointing to me so far, Miranda, uh, because I went over and saw him a couple times last year, talked to him. He's guessing like a son of a gun. They start one zero count, guy throws him a fastball right here, right here, just the pitch you're waiting for, takes. It. Swing the bat, lump, and then uh, and then he gets himself in the bat. Hitting coach Pat Ricey. Yeah. Hits when you get a fastball that you're looking that the pitch you want is right there, and you're ahead in the count. What the hell are you waiting for? Yeah. You're guessing they're going to throw you a breaking ball. Stop guessing. See the ball, hit the ball. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need to. Take your lumps, be sent down. That's the thing. I, yes. You see, and we we do this, right? You, you see a player come up, and then he struggles, and then he goes back down, and you kind of write him off. Oh, he's not that good. Well, it's a, but, lack, it's a lack of comfort, obviously. He's, you know, he's nervous. He wants to stay. But you got to, if you, you got to swing the bat. and be letting these, you know, of course, Buxton went through three years of that. You know, not hitting the first pitch fastball and, and, uh, you know, it cost him all cost him a lot of ugly numbers earlier in his career. Hey, what did and maybe the audience didn't fully see this? So I'll try to explain it. But there was a weird altercation a couple nights ago that resulted in Madison Bumgarner getting thrown out of the game. So Bumgarner was unhappy with the strike zone, and he was kind of chirping. And then when he walks off the field, the first base umpire is there, Dan Bellino, the jackass Dan Bellino, to I check. Think, I'm I'm making this observation just from watching games. But this is before with, the incident. Yes. This this is watching Twins games with this guy. He's a confrontive, egomaniacal, <laughs> egomaniacal <laughs> jackass. I've seen him in action. That was my uh, observation of it. Yeah, so he so, so he's, uh, he's he's supposed to check first, for pine tar. He's the first base umpire. Yep. It isn't even his. They got some guy, I think he might be new. I never heard of him. Ben Willis, I think. So Baumgartner throws a strike, and the guy doesn't call a strike, and he ends up walking a guy. This was after he gave up a home run. So as he's walking off the mound, he's almost to the first baseline, and he's barking. But it's not he's not like turning. He's just barking. Bellino comes down to inspect his hand, right? Inspect his left hand. And he massages it like he's in a Japanese parlor and a massage parlor. He's pulling on his fingers, but he's staring at Bumgarner. He's not even yes. looking at his hand because he's trying to pee him off so he'll say something. So he finishes, and Bumgarner says, Take your bleeping time. And he throws him up. Yeah. He didn't even say, You. He didn't address it to him. He said, take your bleeping time. And Bellino throws him out. And Bellino should be suspended. Like, what is the... It was just him kind of inviting an altercation. And he's that kind of guy. And they 
course, baseball, he umpired the World Series last year because he, you know, I don't know if he's a mediocre ball and strike umpire. I think he's a mediocre ball and strike umpire. But he's just a confrontive, you know, guy. And he he wanted to get he wanted to get Baumgartner upset so he could throw him out because he was bad because he was yelling at the plate umpire. These guys are clowns. If you guys get a chance, Joe West was on Pardon My Take, the podcast, earlier this week. Yeah. And they were showing him, at one point, they, they were trying to get him to admit that he was wrong at some point in his career. Yes. And they and they showed him, there's a famous Andre Dawson, the a fastball or whatever it was, that dipped below the zone, and he rung up Andre Dawson like yeah. in the late 80s. And they showed the clip and said, Joe, I mean, come on, Joe. I mean, you, you're... You, you were wrong on this one, right? And and he just like just and it was kind of funny, but it was a good glimpse into these dudes have the biggest egos of you oh, think yeah, you think NBA refs tee guys up like these baseball umpires have the biggest egos of of any official. Did you guys read Passon's piece uh, a week ago or so on how we look at the Fox box and thinks you know that's the definition of a strike zone. But when Major League Baseball evaluates umpires, they give them two inches on each side of the plate. Yeah. So the famous Angel Hernandez game where the Fox box gave him 84% or something, Major League Baseball gave him 96, (laughs) you know, because they're giving him two inches on each side. Two inches is that, you know. Well, just make the plate bigger then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's – so they – they're, they evaluate them differently. If, in other words, a close miss is, you know, and I've always said, hey, you know, you can't just look at the box and say, oh, man, that, that's an inch outside. They're going to miss those. But, uh, you know, to, to give them credit for being wrong in, in your evaluation is kind of idiotic, too. That's such a baseball thing. Uh, Patrick, so we, we got Wild Blues uh, tonight yes. and Sunday. What will the series be when Two-two. they come back? 2-2 two, two when they come okay, back. Okay. Love it. Game five will be the crucial one. If you lose game five at home, you can't win the series. Because you know okay. nobody ever goes on a road and wins game six after losing game five. It don't happen. So uh, that's – you got to – but it'll be 2-2, two, two and the big game will be next uh, – what day? Thursday, right? Thursday, next Thursday. That'll be the season. That game right there. I think uh, now, I, told, I told Judd Pat that I think whoever wins Game Three, whoever wins tonight, I think wins this series. I think it's going to set the rest no, of the tone. Then the other team wins Game Four. It, it, it's a split in St. Louis, guaranteed. You got my one hundred percent guaranteed. Well, hold on a second. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would uh, bet that the guy who gave you Butch Davis has also given you two two after. Uh, <laughs> okay. There were a lot like of people <laughs> very upset that Butch didn't have a good game in game two what? because they, they tuned in to watch the great, <laughs> the great, Davis. The great co- cowboy Butch Davis. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he get some silly penalty too or something? I, I don't know. I was, I was, uh, yeah, he tried to brand somebody. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he went Jared Allen on him. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Wild outplayed them as badly as we thought they did in uh, Game Two, right? They, I mean, the scoreboard certainly, uh, and you got to wonder about who's O now. But uh, they—that's they, true. You know, they played good, but they didn't four O, and their shots were what St. Louis was. I mean, even be, the Wild didn't have a shot until they scored, right? The first nine and a half. Minutes. They didn't. They they didn't outplay them cons- consistently, but they played far superior in their own zone. And here's the thing, too, you guys: the Blues are now down right now down three three defensemen. That's oh, a right. lot of guys, including oh. um, Scandella, the former 
Wild plan. Yeah, he was thinking he might come back, or so. I didn't know he was there until I found out he wasn't. He was coming back. So first pairing. Anyway, well, now I guess uh, Mark Andre. I owe him apology because uh, they, they went back and played him again. If I'm Cam Talbot, I said, "Boy, if I can't play, if I can't play in this series after that clunker by Flurry, I'm never going to play." I guess we're on the Mark Andre uh, bandwagon the rest of the playoffs. So. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Any uh, any thoughts on what the Timberwolves should do this offseason? We've had a couple discussions this week, Pat. Give us your give us your official prediction of what the See Timberwolves if should do. Somebody'll take D'Lo off your hands and get a point guard. Get okay. a guard. Their guards are not good. Uh, Beverly is not a good offensive player. Uh, you need him on defense, obviously. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin's a nice eighteen minute and you know a game guy as the backup. But uh, you know, D'Lo is D'Lo is going to fail you more than he's going to help you. He's uh, especially in the playoffs, and you got to get rid of him. People think maybe because it's an expiring thirty million dollar contract that they can get rid of it. Uh, you what is that still a hot thing in the NBA or not? To get yeah, it, I mean, it, you're not going to have twenty teams banging on your door, but it's a it's more movable than if he had two years left for sure. Yeah. We didn't give him that number money though, right? He had that money when he came here. I think what was he, Golden he State? signed. Golden yeah, State. he signed a four-year deal with Golden State. Why mm-hmm. did they want to do that? Well, the, the Timberwolves wanted to do the same deal. He chose Golden State in free agency. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What are you watching? I saw him play for Brooklyn, wasn't it? Wasn't he with Brooklyn for a while when they stunk? Yeah. He was. This was him. He misses two-thirds of his shots. He's very erratic. You know, this he sounds like... He goes up and has a great game, and then he has three clunkers. You, know? you should put your hat in the ring for uh, for the play-by-play job that's now open for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Some good well, analysis. You know, I was right shocked here. how many people love Benzie. I mean, he's a likable guy. We'll give a chance at a two-for-one. <laughs> we'll come back with that opportunity next. Somebody <laughs> suggested that... I saw some of these morons, hardcore Wolves fans saying, well, he was too critical of the team. Ben, Do you want him to be in full cheerleading uniform when he was announcing? <laughs> He's got the pole. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I was oh laughing with you. Uh, I was laughing with you during game two. I texted Judd and said, you know, they're 20 down. They stink. You know, they're playing and they score. They have like a, a – a three-pointer and a and a, another bucket. They have a five-point run to cut it to like eighteen. And at the end of the third, Benzie's working up a rally here, man. He was all excited. <laughs> and and I, I was, I mean, he's all like cheerleading a, uniform. They cut like, back. He's, he's got the he's got the Timberwolves. he's got the crunch uniform on without the without the <laughs> yeah, without the head. Let's he go. He seems Wolves. like a nice enough guy. I don't know. I've never. Yeah, I I enjoyed. I, I, I'm shocked. It was ten years. Ten yeah, years. Time ten flies, years. man. I would guess they want to diversify the uh, booth. Don't that's you what, either? Uh, you know. That's yeah. So I know Judd threw out Marnie Gellner, but at last check, I'm fairly certain. And this is a couple of years ago, but I think she she moved to the desk role because she didn't like to travel as much. As I was she in was. communication with her yesterday, and she does not want the job. Yeah. She, uh, you know, she. I texted Sloan Martin, you know, because yeah. you know, she's a knows the game. She's a good play by play person. Links that's experience. What she's trying to do. And somebody said, you know, was somebody said, well, I hope one of her re- person, 
people included Marnie and said, we don't need Marnie to get the job. Well, it wasn't about Marnie. It was, I didn't even mention Marnie. So I had a little exchange with her on Twitter and uh, about this moron. (laughs) And and she, and then I, and she's, uh, she's not interested because she's a family She's in the family yeah. thing, and she doesn't want to be traveling all the time. So Marty yeah. will be doing what she's doing. Yeah. So anyway, well, we'll see. Pat Royce. Pat Royce and Jim Pat Peterson Royce. coming up next. Go, you Pat Royce. You think I want to spend 80 games watching these clowns? No, thank you. <laughs> you just would have to change your attitude you know slightly. How long I'd last? Just a little bit. Cat, get your head. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> he shorts his. He shorts his. Incredible. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. PSN's gone to us. <laughs> they get to everybody. They've gone to us. It's like Goodfellas. It's like Pesci yeah. when he was going to be made and they killed him instead. PSN is app now, right? Yeah, 20. I think we're losing. I think we're losing Pat's. We're losing Pat's reception. So say goodbye. We just lost. We lost. As soon as we start talking about BSN, Pat's internet mysteriously. It's like Pesci when they took him. You know. Oh, who's gonna call Pat's friend and tell tell him something happened? You know what's done is done. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wrapping with Royce here on Mackie and Judd. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.